0: This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh, yeah. It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger! So You Want to Be a Writer by Charles Bukowski. If it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. Unless it comes unasked out of your heart and your mind and your mouth and your gut, don't do it. If you have to sit for hours staring at your computer screen or hunched over your typewriter searching for words, don't do it. If you're doing it for money or fame, don't do it. If you're doing it because you want women in your bed, don't do it. If you have to sit there and write it again and again, don't do it. If it's hard work, just thinking about doing it, don't do it. If you're trying to write like somebody else, forget about it. If you have to wait for it to roar out of you, then wait patiently. If it never roars out of you, do something else. If you first have to read it to your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or to anybody at all, you're not ready. Don't be like so many writers. Don't be like so many thousands of people who call themselves writers. Don't be dull and boring and pretentious. Don't be consumed with self-love. The libraries of the world have yawned themselves to sleep over your kind. Don't add to it. Don't do it. Unless it comes out of your soul like a rocket, unless being still would drive you to madness or suicide or murder, don't do it. Unless the sun inside you is burning your gut, don't do it. When it is truly time, and if you have been chosen, It will do it by itself and it will keep on doing it until you die or it dies in you. There is no other way and there never was. That poem has been the impetus to me as a performer for so goddamn long. Now, you don't have to agree with everything you have read or heard about Charles Bukowski. He was quite a troubled soul and a very problematic person in today's times and standards. But his writing was impeccable, and his love of writing was impeccable. And his devotion to writing and to his art and his performance is amazing. I, to this day, sometimes prepare for gigs, particularly the recording of The Check Spot, By watching his last poetry reading, you can find it on YouTube. It is him drunk dealing with drunks. And it's a wonderful bit of performance art where he barely even reads his poems, why people paid their money to see him. Why did I start this podcast reading a Charles Bukowski poem about writing? Because why the fuck not? Inspiration can come from anywhere, and don't be a fool not to find it. That poem, So You Want to Be a Writer, tells you everything you need to know. It will not be easy, and it will not be perfect. And if it has to be, then don't do it. I am... Discussing this today, because I want to tell you, as 20 years in and 15 in New York, a big victory has happened today where I got approved to move into Manhattan. Now, how important is that? I'm I'm bringing this up to you, because a lot of you are beginning your journey, or in the middle of your journey. You should know what it details, because if it scares you, then maybe you shouldn't do it. I currently live in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn by myself. I moved here two and a half years ago. Why did I move here? i lived with, as I've mentioned before, Greg Stone and Anthony DeVito and Greg Stone's current wife in Astoria for about eight years. They went and became couples, Anthony with his girlfriend. And I decided at the tender age of 40, I should probably live by myself. There was a glaring problem, everyone, when you are a professional working comic without a steady television gig. And sometimes that doesn't matter. We'll get to that. But when you're just a professional comedian, no one wants to rent to you because they don't think you actually make a living. They don't think you have money in the bank. And when you show them statements, they think it's voodoo or some wild magic trick that happened. Those are too many zeros there. You're not a reliable business. You can't prove half the time that you make a living. You can open up your calendar and your fucking phone and they can see all the dots and the number signs. It's hard to prove that you make a living with cash and, and even your W-9s. You look like a crazy person coming there with eight W-9s. You're like a crazy uncle showing up with a bunch of receipts to prove stuff to prove he's not cheating. See, I was here. I was in with Maguma. Guma. Bay Ridge, Brooklyn is the only place that would rent to me. And I got a little bit of juice and a little bit of help because Chris Stefano and Giannis Pappas were in the midst of being the Bay Ridge boys. And they walked in and the broker popped for them and that got everything done. The brokers did everything. They moved heaven and earth to get me in here. And I was happy to have my own place, but I live far. And now what am I bitching about? What am I crying? I'm here to tell you this, that now I am moving into Manhattan and with each year passing has been a better year financially. Now next, last year was a wash with the pandemic, but I've been proving more to myself and earning more. God bless it. And I hope you all do as well. But I almost didn't get this apartment. It still came down to how can I prove that I am viable enough to pay rent monthly in one of the three most expensive places to live in the United States. This is awaiting you all. No day job. Being a stand up, a working stand up, which is basically all my goal was. I've been asked again, what's your goal? And I go, you know what? I kind of have these ideas now, but I've always just wanted to be a stand up. I got asked by the great Mike Vecchione, my old roommate, who I just worked with last night, years ago when I lived with him. So, what are you thinking you want to do? What is your goal? I oh, don't know. I just want to be a working comic. It's all the fuck I wanted to do. Yeah, it's probably what all a lot of you want to do. But this is part of it. You need to know this that you will be looked upon as an unreliable, carny vagabond that people won't trust. People won't trust to let you live in their building and pay rent. That is part of being a comedian. Ari Shafir told me when he was on the height of a television show, he had to get a co signer. And here's the beauty of it. Would he do it all again? Yes. Would I do this all again? Yes. If you need to know that people will rent to you, if that's a factor and you being a comic and, and going down this rabbit hole, then don't fucking do it because it's going to happen. My friends, this is part of the game. I traveled. Seven and a half hours to do two shows back and forth. Yesterday, the day before I'm sweating, waiting in trains, spent more time traveling than I did on stage. I was in a car rides yesterday, two and a half hours each way. Plus, plus a train ride there. That was an hour and a half. for a few hundred bucks or whatever. My friends, this is what the business is. So when people say living the dream, I I have to remind myself not to get upset and just go, they mean so well by it. It's so nice of people to say it, but they don't get it. This is not necessarily a dream. They weren't feeding me fucking bubblegum ice cream while I was uh, on the Concorde flying to this city where a harem of models slept with me in between sets. I'm in a car with other sweaty men, complaining about the industry, pontificating about the industry, and it was a wonderful time. It was great, but it's not ideal. But that's what this business is, and you either have to love it or you don't. But this is what this dream, quote unquote, is. It is a lot of travel. It is a lot of denial. It is a lot of angst. It is a lot of waking up when the avails are supposed to come out. Did I, am I still on the avails list? It's a lot of the spots come out on Wednesday. Will I be working downtown next week? Your stomach will turn on Tuesday night. And it gets to a point where that misery becomes almost enjoyable, where you kind of enjoy your stomach turning and your heart pounding a little. Can I sleep Tuesday night? What am I getting on Wednesday? It's a perverse Christmas where you might not get anything under the tree. You don't know if Santa Claus is coming. That is being a comedian. So you want to be a writer. So you want to be a comedian. Well, this is part of it. This is the business is seeing people who have helped you in this business get canceled and you feel bad for them, but you don't understand the whole story. And you understand that maybe it had to be done and you can't publicly defend that person or you could get canceled. And at the same time, you feel bad that this person no longer longer has a job, but you're a selfish artist and you're going, well, that person can't help me anymore. Who's taking that job? That is part of our business. That is being a comedian. You all need to know this now. That is what this is. And that's all it'll ever be. Managing your anxiety, managing your expectations, appreciating the little things, making the best of the worst situation and not stopping because if you stopped, there's a great um, proof that you probably never even wanted this. I read this poem as much as I can to remind me of what it's about, that I have to do this because if I stop, I have no purpose. I could have had good jobs and good credit and, and and co-signers or no need for co-signers, but I wouldn't be happy. I could have had a job making six figures probably in a neighborhood where I lived, where I wouldn't have to get in vehicles and sweat my tookus off for hours and get eaten by mosquitoes at an outdoor gig. But that's not what it's about. You need to make a decision. And there's no shame if this isn't your decision, dog. Do what you got to, baby. If you want to be a nine to five or if you want to just make money so you can go on vacations and start a family, baby, good for you. You should do it because I fucking probably ain't. And we need plenty of people to do that. But there's no moonlighting with this. You keep your day job as long as you can till you get comedy full time. But this ain't no part time job. This isn't, this is a job that is more than a job. This is a fucking lifestyle, man. This is a commitment, baby. It's the longest commitment I've ever had. So you want to be a writer? So you want to be a comedian. You gotta let it pour out of you. You gotta treat every gig like it's the last one you're going to have. You gotta take a glance and and figure out the room, and then forget it and just go. I'm gonna be in the moment with them. And you have to remind yourself that the reason you're in front of them is because it completes you, and that it was worth the car ride. It was worth person breakdancing in front of you on the train and almost kicking you in the mouth with their foots. It's worth sweating and running around getting paperwork in order and having a friend of yours who lives in another state turn them into PDFs to send to a broker so you can possibly get an apartment. Because we're not like everybody else. That's what makes us awesome and that's what makes this business awesome. This isn't the easiest way to live. It can be frustrating, but you should know that. if you have to seek the constant approval. I mean, obviously we want the the audience to like us. We want our peers to like us. But I'll tell you, I feel a freedom right now where it's kind of, I'm just going to go up there and spit and do my thing. And I'm confident enough, enough people will like me and keep me working and come back. And if not, I'll figure it out. Because that's what an artist does. Figure out what their life is and how to tell that to the audience and convey it correctly. And when your life changes, because there will be moments where it changes, you learn how to adapt with it and tell what your life is now to whatever the audience is at that point. That's what it is. Don't be like so many other people expect it to be easy. Don't be like those people who expect that once you quote unquote figure it out once that it's going to stay that way and you can just keep doing your own, act, your same act for over and over. And then, oh, how come that getting booked as much in 20 years later? Look fucking because the world changed, stupid. Stop talking about Pop-Tarts, dummy. Boy, that's cinnamon toast crunch is brand new huh? It's something. What a cereal fucking you idiot. They don't even make it anymore, do they? If you expected it to be easy, don't do it. If you expect it to be a constant challenge that's going to push you, where you are going to learn the parameters of yourself as a person, as an artist, as a performer, then then this is for you, man. Then do it. Then keep going with it. Have you ever thought about being a sex worker? Or robbing a bank? Or maybe you're bored and thinking of climbing Mount Everest on a whim. If you've got a bad idea, we've got good advice from the people who've been there. Hi, I'm Marty Caproni. And I'm Joe Garrix. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Good Advice for Bad Ideas, right here on the Paper House Podcast Network. It will be interesting. We promise. If you're concerned with everyone else and jealousy, it's it's common. It's going to happen. But if it's all that you have, then don't do it. And if you're scared of people telling you that you're full of shit, then don't do it because it's going to happen and you're going to have to learn to use it to move and motivate yourself. This isn't ballet, baby. This isn't ballet. But it's the only business I give a fuck about. And I know it's the only business you all care about. That's why you're listening to this. This is a short solo episode. I've had too many cancellations and too many things going on in my life. I apologize to you that you're going to get a short one. You're not going to get a live read for silk city hot sauce, you know what to do. It'd Just be silly to actually do a read. Just go to the site, put in promo code Kamish and get your 15% off and support a cool company. I'm not going to tell you stories. You just do it. There's times I don't want to do this, to be quite honest, even though you wonderful people love listening to this. But I do it because it's part of what I do it's part of being a comedian is to have this show and part of loving this business is to pontificate about it to you. Wonderful folks in this industry. They're inspiring to be in this industry who love this industry who are working in this industry and to protect this industry, I will do this. Let be honest, I, my heart hasn't been fully in this. I kind of feel weird with the title of the show that people think I actually think I'm the commissioner. I'm not. I'd possibly run for it if it was an actual office, but it's just a cooler name than Comedy 101. And I just love this and I wanna give some insight, two fucking decades of struggle, of teeth getting knocked out, picking them back up, getting denied things, getting your heart broken, getting getting things for a second, see it disappear. See that it didn't leave you as happy as you thought it fucking was going to. What is happiness? The thing you feel before you know you need more happiness. But I keep doing it because this is not perfect and it never will be. Because this completes me. Comedy completes me. This podcast completes me. And you all effort and love for comedy completes me as well. It's okay to question if you want to do this. But if you question it too long, then maybe you didn't. Then don't do it. You know deep down inside if you're supposed to do this. If you met me after listening to all these episodes and you told me how much you enjoyed it, here's the question I give you. You tell me that this podcast meant a lot to you. And then you had me watch you and I went up to you and said, hey, you really don't fucking have it. You should quit. Here's my question to you all. As much as you respect me and this platform, based on me saying that, Would you quit? And based on how how you answer that, you'll know. You'll know if you're a comic. I wanna give a shout out to the great Nick Angelo on production, to JSS1 and his wonderful artwork, to MDMD and their music, Paperhouse Paper House Network. I want you to look forward to my new project, The Check Spot. There will be audio, there will be a visual uh, video. It'll either be on YouTube or we're going to put it somewhere, or whatever, we're figuring it all out. Check out the peanut allergy from New York Comedy Club Sessions on Spotify, or wherever you get your music. Watch the video on YouTube, spread that to people. Tell one person about this podcast. One week I might be talking to you by myself for 20 minutes and I might have an hour and a half with a guest. There is no rules to this. It is art. It's whatever comes out of us. If you need someone to tell you to keep doing it, then don't fucking do it, man. You know whether you should do this or not in your heart. So you want to be a comedian. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. And enjoy every second of it the good, the bad, the goddamn ugly, and the utterly ridiculous, because it's all part of it. It all will make you who you are. Don't do it.